Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show, Media Giant Effect, and also the Kim Sorrell Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome first my co-host, Kim Sorrell, author of Love Is. Kim, how are you? This is your favorite time of year, isn't it, the holidays? I love the holidays. I've got lots of grandkids, and they're all coming over, and I can't wait. And we have an exciting guest today. I'm always intrigued by authors and how they're able to come up with their craft. So who's our guest today? Buddy Levy, the man, the myth, the legend. Buddy, I don't know when you sleep. You have a new book that has just come out. You're this follower of eco-adventurers. You've um, written documentaries. You teach. You have written so many books and have done so many crazy things. I'm happy you're still alive. So thank you for being here. And I just am so excited to talk to you and hear about your latest project. Hey, thanks for having me, y'all. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I've been pretty busy last few years. So how many books have you written, buddy? Uh, eight, and I just started my ninth. So uh, I'm trying to get, you know, up to 10 to 15 before my uh, capacities are diminished. <laughs> so Kim, how, when are you going to catch up to eight to nine? I've not written one yet. I guess he's calling me out that I got to write a book too. I mean, you know, you too. So you can catch up, right? Eight to nine, Kim? Oh yeah. 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 I'll catch up. I'll catch up soon. I'll work on that. But, and, and not only writing and all of the stuff that you've done, buddy, but your babysitter was Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter. I find that wow. really interesting. You have done your research. Yeah. I grew up in, in the ski town of Ketchum, Idaho, and my First babysitter there was Margot Hemingway and uh, Jack Hemingway, uh, Ernest Hemingway's eldest son, uh, was my French teacher and taught me how to fly cast uh, with a fly rod. So I got I have some uh, some Hemingway uh, connection. My father was good friends with Jack Hemingway and, and, and Jack Hemingway, incidentally, wrote the forward to my very first book, um, which was called Echoes on Rimrock. So, yeah, um, good research there. And that's impressive too, buddy. I mean, the, the, to be able to have that for the first forward, right? That gets you started, doesn't it, as an author? Yeah, it puts a little pressure on you to have the Hemingway name on your first book. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? What do you do for an encore? There's, there's, there's nothing to do. And what, do you, what advice do you give authors, especially that want to be published? Because again, the success you've had, being able to be published, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world to go out and find a publisher and find it. And also just write a book, right? Right, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to just trust in yourself and your intuitions and, and be really persistent. That's the main thing. Writers, you know, these books, as I tell my, my children and, uh, and my new grandson, these books don't write themselves. You know, so you have to sit your butt down in the chair and uh, be persistent and uh, rigorous uh, and dedicated, and it'll happen if you stay at it. Yeah, so your latest book, um, Emperor of Ice and Stone, uh, very interesting, the story of two men, really. Um, and I, I love the, you're just such a gifted storyteller. And uh, so I'd like to hear what you, the process was with that book and what, what you did sure. And, okay. Thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, this is a it's it's a historical um, true story of the 1913 Canadian Arctic expedition. And when I had written another book a couple of years ago uh, about the Arctic called Labyrinth of Ice, and when I found this story, I mean, it had it had everything. It has it has uh, shipwreck and mutiny on the frozen polar seas, uh, frostbite, starvation, 
survival and grand adventure. And then there's heroism and cowardice too. And so when I saw that this, the story had pretty much everything I looked for, including, uh, you know, a protagonist and an antagonist that are essentially a, a hero and a villain. Um, they're more complicated than that, of course, but th- there are, is heroism and, and villainous behavior. I just thought I've got to try to tell this story in the best way that I can and, and make it a page turner. And I hope I've done that. You know, my goal is to make uh, a historical tale for which we already know the ending, a page turner. And it's a challenge, but when you get it right, it, it sort of reads like a movie. And that, is that a goal for you? A movie for this? Absolutely. But, you know, uh, Hollywood is uh, is sort of, uh, it's a tough nut to crack. I've had a number of my books have been optioned by big time players in the industry. And, you know, it's really remarkable that anything ever gets made. You see so much on TV and you're, and then having been on a, I was on a, a two seasons, I was on a history channel television show myself. Uh, and, you know, it's just really amazing that things get made. And and some of the, some of my books um, really lend themselves to either uh, a film or probably more so um, a, a limited series or docu-series. Yes. And this one, uh, in particular, but many of your books for sure should be movies. This one should definitely be a movie. I wouldn't be surprised if it actually happens. I know what you're saying, but it should happen. So adventure and history are your gigs, right? How how did that happen for you, do you think? Wow, that's such a great question. Uh, you know, I think a part of it has that my I grew up in, in this ski town, like I mentioned, Sun Valley, Idaho. And also, my father was an Olympic Nordic skier. He's a really unusual person. He, he grew up in Louisiana, but he ended up being uh, a Nordic skier, and he competed in the 56 Winter Olympics. And so I was uh, steeped in outdoor adventure from a very early age. <laughs> and then I started following um, crazy adventure racers around the world back in the late 90s and early 2000s, uh, including Mark Burnett, who had this show called the Eco Challenge. Mark Burnett, the uh, man who created Survivor and The Apprentice. And uh, I got really lucky and I was able to travel around the world as a journalist covering these extreme adventure sports. And that's where I started to get really interested also in the historical stories. Cause I, I went to Greenland in 2003 and um, that's where I stumbled onto this, uh, this Arctic um, kind of Arctic historical narrative uh, exploration. And I was just hooked and I remain hooked. And now buddy, I know you have an agent and this is the point when you're talking about optioning for movies, why don't you look at these creating these as series? Because everyone, I think movies are dying in so many ways that it's going to be series on different shows. And people love this stuff. I mean, how much, how many fans do you have from the History Channel when you did your show? Isn't it amazing? It's it's crazy. It's great. It's a great built-in audience for selling a book, right? With all your history fans that you've developed. So why don't they become series? Remember History Channel used to have Viking on that was really good. That was a, like, why don't they create more of those history to look at all the other OTT networks and what they're doing and create shows like that Netflix would option or things like that. Maybe a series is a better deal for you. Yeah. That, well, they, you know, it's all a matter of, like I said, you've got to um, be persistent and keep your, your name out there and you have to keep contacting the right people and, and ha- get meetings and, and really, you know, it's a, it's a full-time gig. 
Uh, so I have to balance that with uh, I'm already writing the next book. Uh, actually, I'm doing another uh, amazing adventure about the first blimps or airships to try to fly to the, to the North Pole in 1905. And so, yeah, it's a matter of having all those irons in the fire. Um, but you're right. You know, when when Decoded was on, we had about 1.7 million weekly viewers, which that was it went off the air in 2012. Um, but it's still it's still riding along on History Channel. Uh, and, you know, it's just a matter of being like I say, you have to be really um, dogged about it and and keep people uh, apprised that you're working on stuff and, and keep them keep your name out there. Well, I'll tell so this Kim is this. helping. I'll tell him this. <laughs> I'm as relevant as the last celebrity I've interviewed, Kim. That's the <laughs> truth. Okay. And that's where my list, and I'll add Buddy to that list and add Buddy to the list for you too, Kim, because that's the thing. And people have to understand that, that we have to constantly stay out there because even if we had these accomplishments, like Buddy's have his books and the other thing, it's the next day of promotion when you're in this grind. And Kim, you're on this grind as well. I am on this grind. That's for sure. Trying to write books and get them out there and and write messages that you want to change the world. And I, I think you're on that same page, buddy. Like the stories that you tell, there's stories that can have great impact on people's lives. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important, too, is to have a great deal of passion about the stories. I love that you use the word grind. I talk about that with my son, who is uh, an aspiring writer. And I always say it's it's about the grind. I mean, you have to you know, you have to churn it out and there's going to be days that aren't great and you have to just keep at it. But also picking stories that resonate with you personally. Um, to me, that's that's really crucial. I've, I've never written a book about anything that uh, that bored me at any time or that I just felt like I was doing it uh, and going through the motions as a job. You know, when I get up in the morning and I'm on uh, one of these quests to tell this story, uh, and they take a couple of years, you know, uh, to do these right. And you have to just love the storytelling, the process, the the editing, all, all facets of it. I think that that's really important, too. Well, I don't know, Kim, what what recommendation do you give me to finally write my first book? Come on now. Is it to just write a 10 page thing? You know, everyone wants me to run, write my memoir, Buddy and Kim, uh, as a former professional <laughs> wrestler, people want to know the story how I became the media giant now from the stories back in the day in pro wrestling. It's just like the time, Kim, buddy, you guys put so much time into writing. So Kim, how long did it take you to write your first book and your second book total? Well, my, my first book, I, uh, it took about a year and, um, my, my second one, it took a little bit longer than a year. I dedicated a year buddy to figuring out the true meaning of love. And I Good. did it in Haiti. And wow. that itself is an adventure. And uh, the things that I found out just kind of blew my mind. Uh, there are things that that were taught about love that are done in the name of love that aren't really love. And so I learned a lot about it. And I look at you and read about you and have seen you on so many things. And uh, you obviously love people. You obviously really like people. Not everybody does. <laughs> And yeah, that's a good, great point. Uh, yeah. You know, I think being gregarious is really important. And, uh, you know, which is kind of ironic because most of what I do once I'm finally uh, locked into the project is, uh, you know, in an, in an office uh, by myself at a computer monitor. But uh, the process, the research part of it, I really love, too, where, you know, you're you're talking to people and interviewing people and uh, meeting 
um, you know, explorers and meeting, I mean, librarians, you know, where they're, they're helping you get the information. And I, I will say I have one sort of advantage over uh, a lot of writers, especially fiction writers or memoirists, uh, which is that I know how the story is going to end. <laughs> so when I start the, the book, I have the general, you know, I'm not, I don't have to make up the ending, you know, I know how it's going to end. It's a matter of, um, I said this last night at a, at a function. Um, I think my, um, if I have a superpower, it's, uh, it's using words, my own words and other people's words and, and using those and stringing those together in a certain way that sings, you know, uh, because what I do is take these narratives and usually I'm working with diaries and, and, you know, these explorers kept remarkable diaries and journals. And then, and so I'm figuring out a way to bring those characters to life on the page through what they actually said in their, in their most uh, dire moments, sometimes, you know, even in their last breaths. Uh, and so it's, it's just an amazing uh, journey that I've gotten to be on. And I really, you know, I'm just going to keep um, doing it as long as I possibly can. See, you guys are so, so blessed to have the opportunity to be able to do what you love as I'm able to do what I love. And it's too bad so many people in society are not choosing something that they love to do each and every day. And it doesn't feel like a grind when you do that. Just have to constantly just keep yourself, keep your focus and know that you're helping others. Buddy, where's the best place people can find you and purchase your book? Where can they go? Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I have a website, buddylevy.com, uh, B-U-D-D-Y-L-E-V-Y.com. And then I've been really fortunate that my books are uh, at independent booksellers near you and at all the big box places, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll. So thanks so much for having me. Fantastic, buddy. We appreciate it. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. 